Blog Talk Radio.
right, all right, letting life flow. Well, good evening, and bless you all out there that's listening tonight. You know you are on the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. Welcome. For August 13th, 2013, I am your host, of course, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host for this evening is Strong Tower. Say something, Strong Tower. It's good to be here once again. All right, we're coming at you live from Columbus, Ohio, with good news and bad news if necessary. So come and join us as we bring fresh news to you. This is the place to be and to be heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And we have an awesome show for you this evening. We welcome our guest, Pastor Reginald Steele, Julian Pope Steele, and Minister Richard Spicer, Jr. Excuse me, let me just start that all over. Pastor Reginald Steele, Minister Julian Pope Steele, and Minister Richard Spicer, Jr. They are here on the show as they are going to help us understand the importance of God's call in our lives and to encourage us not to abort the plan of God in our lives. So, turn your speakers down. Yes, turn them down now so we don't get no static and no reverb and get on the line and call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And press the number one on your keypad and talk to us on the show if you choose. And we will be right back. I hope that you like the OJs. We got a few more other nice pieces of music that's coming. I hope you enjoy. We will be right back.
Well, my name uh, is Reginald Steele, Reginald D. Steele. Uh, I've been in Columbus, Ohio for 59 years now, born and bred into the Church of God in Christ. Uh, my grandfather founded the second Church of God in Christ in the city of Columbus. My grandfather founded it, carried on by my father, then my mother. Now I'm carrying on that work. And we have been here for a long, long time in what was called Hanford Village. For those of you who are familiar with Hanford Village, it was uh, it's bordered by Livingston Avenue, by Main Street, by Allen Creek, and uh, by the railroad tracks. And they were built, the new village and the old village, for the soldiers who were stationed out at Rickenbacker Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And that is where our church was originally located. Now we're located on the uh, corners of Clinton and Hamilton here in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. I know that people would love to hear that because this subject that we're going to talk about, all aborting your destiny, that's going to come into play when we get ready for you to give a testimony because I'm sure before, you know, uh, you've barked on to the destiny where you are now walking full-fledged in your ministry that you have plenty of uh, testimonies to show where where you probably would have said, forget it, you know, <laughs> the heat got so hot, okay? But before we get started, let me go on over here and get, get going on over here with um, Minister Julian Pope Steele. Yes, Tell sir. us something about yourself. All right. Again, my name is Minister Julian Steele. I am the grandson of... Uh, I am the grandson of Pastor Reginald D. Still here. I am uh, the great grandson, as I said, uh, Elder Oscar Hall, who founded our church. Uh, I am a 21-year-old young man uh, striving to do right and live right by the power of God that's in me, and uh, just trying to make a difference in the community and in, in, in the young community here in the city of Columbus, trying to do a great work. So I'll ask that you all keep me lifted in your prayers and. It's just pray that I keep on going and, and have the strength to carry on the work. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, to the last, but not least. That's right. Hey. Emily. We, <laughs> we have Minister Richard Spicer, Jr. Minister, tell us about yourself. Tell the listeners about you. Um. Well, basically, I mean, um, originally, I would say that I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I grew up, you know. Um, and so, uh, coming from Cleveland, there's a lot of, of, of background, um, I would say, that uh, I would have, especially in the area of just aborting your destiny, you know. But, um, um it was it was truly God that blessed. Um, he allowed me to actually come here to Columbus, uh, to, to to head to uh, the Ohio State University. Um, from then, then to actually come out of there, um, and then I, I am so glad that He allowed me to uh, meet my wife, Angela, um, and also this awesome family, uh, and to come into this whole ministry, uh, I mean, it was truly a blessing of God. Man, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I would say it was truly a blessing because when um, 
me and Strong Tower sat back because when we met these, these gentlemen, well, first, before we met you, Pastor, okay, over here with two young ministers in Christ Jesus, and we was walking uh, around at the art festival, and, and uh, Strong Power, he was showing his art and everything, and they was like, hey, hey, can we, can we, can we, can we take a picture, da, 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 da? I'm like, you know, I'm burning up and everything. It's like, it you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was just, it was, it was bad outside. I was thought I was going to melt. But, however, you know, we didn't, we, 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 we met them, gave them our number. They took pictures or what so. And did they take pictures? No. So, okay, well, listen, it was so much that went on. Okay. Things like that. Oh, okay. Well, I had so much on my mind. trying to avoid all Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it was. It was hot out there. I mean, I was ready to find some water somewhere. So, you know, we didn't know that later on that we were actually going to actually have a time when God would meet us all together uh, one day when uh, Minister Richard gave a call. Yeah, it started on that day, and we went to Wendy's. That was been on my my name went <laughs> and we went to uh, we went to the appointment and we sat down and oh man and next thing you next thing you know we was getting a, we was getting a beautiful present we was giving one to the pastor that you're hearing from this evening and here they all are with me this evening to share about aborting. Your destiny, and I put on the end of that. Don't do it, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. And you know, and the whole thing, you know, as I was talking with my husband, dealing with this uh, wonderful topic, I said, you know, this must be really, really an on-time word that needs to be spoken because I know uh, every one of us have ministries. God calling us into what destinies or to step into the destinies that we are supposed to be in. And you got some old crazy somebody, whether it is in your family, your husband, man, you know, your your kids. What and just the forces, the negative forces all together will come at you and you would think in your mind, is this what I have to go through? You know, is this what I have to go through in order to uh uh uh, germinate a seed and make something happen so it could be in the glory of God. I don't know, but strong power, you know, you're better said in this because you come, yeah, because see, uh, you know, you're you're better in the area too because of where you come from and how hard it was for you to get to where God has got you at right now, where you in front of. God's people, you know, and we're sitting here right now talking about aborting your destiny. With God. Right. With God's people. Right. And what do just, you want to say about briefly, that? Just briefly. Just briefly. the theme mm-hmm. of today's show, yes. I would say that uh, it might sound strange, but I've had a few miscarriages myself. Oh. Okay. I spent 15 years in prison, and I thank God I'd be blessed to make it through that. Because I've been out, I've talked to people about situations that they find themselves in, and we uh, took a test. Mm-hmm. And I was going here, they strapped me down with all kinds of stuff and all that, and I'm here to tell you, I have tests. Because I called on my knees one day, and I promised the Lord that I would never sleep in a foul bed again. Yes. 
I'm here working on that foundation, and I'm moving forward. That was years ago this month. And I thank God for my wonderful wife and these wonderful brothers and sisters and, and friends that I've run into and met since that time. Thank God for that. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, uh, Pastor. Yes. Pastor Still. Now, please say just Pastor. Yes. Okay, Pastor, what do you, what, what, what comes to mind when, you know, when you, when you, when you want to get across to you know, people that are struggling with either to go on with the Lord and do what they're supposed to do, go on ahead and have this baby? I know if Mary would have, you know, said no, ain't don't tell them where we would be as she would have said no. So, you know, give us, give us a little bit of you today. We need to hear from you. No, truly, we are we are living in a day of, of aborting and throwing in the towel and giving up. When we look at the times, the economics that we're living in, mm-hmm. it is truly tough all over. And, yes, there are those who may be doing very well, but even in the gated mansions, there are those who want to throw in the towel as well. Yes. Because this is a day where uncertainty is just around the corner. And every day, we as human beings are charged with making decisions and making a choice. What shall we do on this day? And I think of the prodigal son. And I think of how this young man who had things okay, he was living with his father and he was working and he had all that he needed. But there was some unrest in his life. There was some uncertainty in his life. And he wanted something different. He had to make a decision. And he decided to abort what he had to go for something that he did not have. Come on. And we see where he ended up. He ended up in the pig pen. He ended up where the servants with which served his father were living better than he was. And so sometimes the decisions and the choices that we make can cause us to live right there in the pig pen. And and it is so easy to just say, I want to stop. I'm sick and tired. I am tired of saying being turned down. I'm tired of not having. I'm tired of trying to make ends meet. But, you know, tomorrow is another day. And no matter where we are and whatever state we are in, if we can just be content, God knows our sorrows. God knows our needs. He knows our thoughts afar off. Come on now. He knows the number of hairs on our head. And so we should take hope in that God cares for each and every one of us. Yes. And if Queen Esther would have aborted her destiny, where would uh, the people of God be? If Joshua would have aborted his destiny, where would the children of well, God now. be? If Moses would have said no, uh, he tried to, but God said, I'm going to give you some help. Amen. I've got your brother Aaron here. So no matter where you are, God is going to always be right there to give you that little boost, yes. to give you that hope where you can make it. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care how bad it looks. Come on. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. You can make it. Amen. Amen. You know, um, when you think about the goodness of the Lord, it makes you sweat. 
<laughs> because you got to definitely, I, I wonder, you know, just asking this question, Pastor, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was, went, uh, was in, in that fiery furnace, and the heat was turned up so high yes, on them, was. they should have been baking, yes, and it, it shouldn't have been no Shadrach, Meshach, right. and Abednego. Right. Could, uh, could, you, could, you, could you have fathomed? What they might have been thinking about while they were in that kind of heat. How many people would you know, even you, have been in that kind of heat where, you know, if it was not Jesus being there with you and that you had that determination, because it is true that you do have to have determination. That's right. You know, even if you, if, right. if that means you'd be consumed by that fire, That's but right. the determination was there. How, how would you think that they might have felt about that? You know, the, the decision was made that they were going to do and serve God. And because they knew God in his strength and in his power and in his might, they knew that God could deliver them from this fire. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that little bit of faith, Bob says, if you have just enough faith as a grain of a mustard seed, yes. and they had they had big faith because that fire was truly hot. And I don't know about you, but I took gourmet cooking in college. And, and you know, when you burn your hand, you, your mamas know what I'm talking about. When you burn your hand on that stove, that hurts. Imagine what they were feeling, that fire, that heat that was coming from that fiery furnace. But they said, we're going to go through this. We're going to serve God. And if God won't deliver us, so be it. But God can, because God said, I am that I am. And what do you need him to be? I am the deliverer from this fire. And they said in their mind, we're going to serve our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. To Minister Richard's question, what is your testimony? That can tell the listener where you almost gave up, but just couldn't do it. To tell them, don't do it. What is your testimony to this? After all, um, if we do that, uh, as all of y'all came up with aborting your destiny. So I know you got a testimony that goes along the line of this. Well, I mean, I think everybody has a testimony where they just felt like giving up, you know, uh, where just things in their life were just so overwhelming. Um, I, I can truly say that, that coming from where I come from, here in the city of Cleveland, there was not a whole lot of hope around, okay? Even though I didn't know it then at the time, mm-hmm. okay, um, I see it and I realize it now, okay? Because I grew up in in a place where um, it was not unheard of to see drug deals going down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it was not unheard of to see a drive-by shooting. Yeah. Okay, it was not unheard of mm-hmm. to, to be going to the store mm-hmm. and not come back. Okay, and and this was each and every day. Okay, it was not unheard of to, to be on the other side of town or calling the wrong side of town and not make it back. You know. It was just a way of life, just a way of surviving. 
know. And, and it's interesting that when you grow up in that type of environment, you know, your mentality always is surviving, you yeah. know. But God truly had his hand on me uh, that I, I, I can truly recognize that that he was leading me through a path, yeah. okay, yeah. to make a way of escape. But the interesting thing that I found out was that after I left Cleveland, mm-hmm. they moved mm-hmm. here, that that environment is pretty much everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, you know, and, and that mentality of just surviving, okay, is in everybody, especially when you're talking about um, what type of, of economic or yeah. socioeconomic yeah. that you come from, yeah. okay, and so you get into a, a mentality of surviving the whole time that you oftentimes afford what God has for you, okay. What, what what you do is that that you start seeing just just making it through another day as opposed to turning to God and seeing where God wants to have you in the future, you know. And, and so it, it, it's truly it it became evident that God is laying out a path for everybody. Yes. But it's up to the person individually to accept that path. Amen. You know, right. because there are many things that I have could have gotten myself into. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all. A lot of my friends, my cousins you know, towards everybody around doing it, yes. okay? Yes. But it was that hand of God that I chose to listen to, you know, that was leading me on the path out. Because I know many, many of my friends, many of my family, you know, have gone down a path or so that was not better, you know, actually ended them up worse. Yes. As, as just like the prodigal son, they ended up, you know, lower than the servants oh, come in the household. Now. That's real. Okay? That's real and so, and so oftentimes they have eventually make their way back home. Yeah. Or they had to make their way back to grandma's house. They had to make their way back to church. Yeah. You know, yeah. they had to Come make their now. way back in. Right. Okay, to find out that, that God really is leading them out and it is up to them to seek God, to seek his face, to seek his will for their life because truly they have an appointment with their destiny that God wants to lead them to. Amen. Look, I'm starting to sweat over here. It's got hot over here now, y'all. All right. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go on break. I see, you know, there are a couple calls that's online. We will get to you. Hold still. And we will be right back, okay? It's getting better. It's getting greater as we go here. It's hot over here now, y'all. I got to go on a break and cool off. Okay? (laughs) I'll talk with y'all when we get back. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. See the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their need? A summer's disregard, a broken bottle top, and a one-man they follow each other on the wind, you know, cause they got nowhere to go, that's why I want you to know, I'm starting with the man in the mirror, I'm asking him to change his ways, and no message could have been any clearer, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make Hey! 
Yeah, you know that is Kiki Palmer who sings Make That Change. You know that came from Michael Jackson about the man in the mirror. Sometimes we got to look at ourselves in order to make a true change. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. All right? Talk to yourself. Anything when you're going through something hard and pray to the good Lord while you're in the mirror looking at yourself and make a change to do something positive. Don't listen to people that may talk negative against you because often negative talk is how people get discouraged. Sometimes we be negative talk to ourselves, and sometimes that's not good for us either because that's a leading thing what causes us to fail as well. So, you know, take take heart and have courage to want to step in the right direction as the Lord has called you to and walk in your destiny with faith. Believe that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And we're going to turn it back on over here, and we're going to talk to Minister Julian. Um, and if there's anybody else that's out there that wants to call in at the call-in number, you can, and that is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684, as we are on the topic of aborting your destiny. Don't do it. And callers, we see you there just a little bit longer, and we'll have you to come on in and say what you want to say on the subject as well or give questions. We'll be right with you. Mr. Julian. Yes, ma'am. Pull my hair back on this one. Question. Now, what I what I have heard, this is a father and son ministry. We have Pastor, who is the father? Third generation. Yeah, three generations. Well, fourth generation. Fourth genera- what? Fourth generation. Third generation. You're the third. Fourth generation. Lord have mercy. Now, y'all just heard that, right? All right. Now, I, they said it for me. Yes, ma'am. How did you feel when your call came in and you're, and you're under the study of three generations and coming on into the ministry of God, doing what your call is, and you're walking your destiny, how did you feel? Can you can you give to the to the to the youth, the young adults, you know, your testimony and 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 what you can do to encourage them about not wanting to abort their destiny because I'm sure that they have struggled too. You know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your testimony. Well, for for me, it was as any uh, young minister that's following their father, or grandfather, whatever they're following, uh, and that is, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I, I don't oh, want to do it. I don't, I, I don't, and it's, and it's very true uh, because coming into the ministry, ministry is not an easy thing. Ministry, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice. It takes up a lot of time, and, and you have to show a great diligence of patience. Um, uh, for me, it was very, very difficult because I didn't want to accept it. Um, I was, uh, uh, yeah, I guess you could say rebellious. <laughs> I wanted to do my own thing. Hell true. I was a, I, Hell I, true. I, I was not a troubled young man. I, I, I didn't get into trouble very often. 
uh, my mother and my grandfather and, and my family, they, they stayed on me, so I, I wasn't in any type of trouble. But I, I was drifted off because I was in love with basketball. Basketball was my thing. Basketball was my was, was my first love, and, and I wanted to be that every mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what every black young man wants to be when they're growing up in the NBA and the Yeah. Um, uh, but there came a time when uh, dreams, not necessarily dreams, but uh, life became reality, if that makes sense. Um, because uh, what I soon started to realize and see where I was coming from, uh, young black, not, not even young black, it, to, to make it to the NBA, to make it to those professional mm-hmm. things that you wanted to do is, is, a, is a one in a million uh, 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 percentage as uh, you actually getting to do that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I was told by a great man that there has to be a plan B because uh, you just may not get to where you want to be at such an easy So you have to have a plan B. My plan B was music. You know, I, I was a drummer. My grandfather taught me how to, to play the drums. I, I played the organ, the piano, the Trumpet, trombone, I, I, I played instruments. Um, but, you know, the drums, you know, and the keyboard, you know, I still love them today, but that was just not where where it was for me. Um, then I came into to preaching. I came into the ministry. Uh, my grandfather uh, always told me that I was a preacher, never, never really knowing what I would be getting into today. And... Uh, Something that always kept me was, uh, if you remember off of the movie Lion King, yeah. um, Fox always said to his son, remember who you are. Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. thing that I remember always when I left uh, the presence of my grandfather uh, was remember who you are. Uh, and always stuck in the back of my mind, uh, remember who I was is because uh, I, uh, I was upholding a name. I was upholding uh, a legacy that, that was soon to fall on my shoulders, and um, it, 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 it stuck with me, and it still sticks with me to this day, because it kept me out of a lot of trouble, yes, it kept yes. me out of a business that I shouldn't have been in, it kept me out of, uh, you know, clubs, it kept yes. me out of, you yes. know, uh, the gangs, other things like that, because of the lessons that have been taught from generation to generation, passed down Amen. from son to son, mm-hmm. um, so if I have to say anything, uh, to young people about it's listen to your elders. It's because they have been in your shoes before. Come on now. Uh, no matter if it's in ministry, no matter if it's in uh, whatever career path that you are choosing to go with, listen to your elders because they have somewhat been in what you've been through. Not everybody has been in ministry. Not everybody has been in that career path that you want to be in. But there is somebody that's dealt with you that has dealt with you. Uh, dealt with what you've dealt with before, and have, if have not, they have dealt with it uh, more, and, and they've dealt with it a lot harder than what you did. So, uh, mm-hmm. and my, 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 my thing is uh, being obedient and listening to those elders. Now, all children, all young people, we are rebellious. We're going to do what we want to do. We ain't going to listen. We're going to want to hear, and we're going to hear what we want to hear. We're going to uh, act, you know, that, that's just how youth are these days. If you don't, we, we we're going to do what we want to do, period, point blank. But I'm just glad for the many teachings and the many lessons. Uh, there was a point in time where our pastor still had said, uh, uh, it's time it's time to stop with the whoopings and the beatings, and now it's time for the reasoning. 
now it's time for you to listen to understand why you don't do these certain things and say in a certain way. So uh, I, if it's anything, I, I just want to say listen to the elders that have been set before you because they have paved the way and they know the way. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Minister. Thank you, Minister Julian. What was what the was age of uh, Yeah, oh, what's so, that? Oh, how, how old is he? 21 years old. 21. <laughs> I, I have been preaching, I believe, since the age of 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Father also is. I come both sides. Both sides. Both sides. You couldn't get away if you wanted to. No, I couldn't. I'm fourth generation on my my mother's side of the family and sixth generation on my my father's side and finding out that I'm another generation on my grandmother's side. Even if I wanted to, it's okay to buy the book. Okay. Well, you know, now you done heard from... The, the the four generations in three, okay? They're in three, though, here, you know, and, and where there's three, is they're made into one, okay? So if Christ said it's Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you got Father, Son, and Dad, Father, One, and the Holy Spirit, it's what it is. They won, okay? They won. But I wanted, I wanted to add to this. Because I had did a, a small little research out of the Sure Word Ministry. And where it talks about Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, uh, chapter 1, 4 and, 4 and 6, it talks about, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. Then said Jeremiah, okay, I'm just saying, I'm putting that in there, but he said, then said I, all right, our Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. And then Jeremiah told the Lord, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. The Lord replied, do not say, I am a youth. In other words, the Lord was basically saying, don't be talking like this, Jeremiah. Your words are negative, and they are not lining up with my will for your life. Do not say, I cannot, when I have said, you can now, if President Obama can go around here talking about, yes, you can, if he said, if he's doing it, you can do it too. If God said you can do it, you can do it. Yeah, but that's a very, very hard thing to do when you're coming along into your ministry. You've got a lot of obstacles that you have to overcome, uh, ignore, and like the words were said before, being patient, being patient with God, and, you know, and with people that come to try to uh, take you off of your off your post, off of the way you're thinking. You know, you're going to have all kinds of trials and tribulations. We didn't say sins are involved with trials and tribulations. We're talking about a pure mind to do good and something that's bad come in the way and, and just sideswipe you like a car, you know, on the street. Okay? That's what I'm talking about, not trials and tribulations, sins. Because ain't no sins in Christ Jesus once you are 
born again. So I am going to uh, put a couple people online and let's see what they have to say. If they have questions uh, to the minister and the pastor here or just having something to say about uh, encouraging someone about not aborting their destiny. So we're going to start with one. We're going to start with the area code of 614-462-26. You are on the line. If you have something to say, say it, and welcome to Lordy Miss Clardy and Company. You are on the air. 614, and the last four digits, 4626. Are you are you on the line? Do you want to speak? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, welcome Thank to you the very show. much. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed uh, listening to you today and the three gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're glad to, that you have enjoyed this. Do you have anything that you want to say to the three gentlemen? Yes, absolutely. Uh, first off, I just want to just thank them for for not aborting their destiny, but because uh, it's blessed me today to hear them uh, talk about uh, their struggles and also the testimony and how trusting God allowed them to be able to be where they are today and to actually speak on that for young men like myself. I'm uh, 25 years old and uh, and have also maybe uh, been kept up at night about uh, figuring out what I'm supposed to do with mine. Does that make sense? And uh, I yes. just want to really just say thank you more than anything. Not much to comment, but but uh, it's confirmed again that uh, I don't want to uh, abort my destiny just through the words of encouragement, especially from uh, young Julian. He's very inspirational. All right. Hand for you. Thank you for that blessing. We need to hear that, that someone is encouraged. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, and thank you also to uh, to Minister Richard and also to uh, Pastor Steele uh, for also, uh, for one, grooming a young man like Julian, uh, who can be an example to young men like me, uh, and, and also uh, for uh, providing a, an example of generational achievement, which is something that I, I hold very high in standard as well. And so I just uh, was blessed today by your show. I wanted to make sure that... Uh, uh, you all knew that, so thank you very much. Thank you so much, God and, and, and God bless you, and thank you for coming on the show and commenting your comments. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right, and the next to, that is to be on the line is 614, and the last four digits, 115. You are on the air, caller. Can you hear us? Caller. 614, last four digits, 1156. Are you on the line? Can you hear us? Okay, we'll come back to you. Thank you for listening. All right. Caller six one four, and the last four digits three one five five. You're on the air. Hello there. Caller, are you on the air? 
Well, that means that we are having listeners listen this evening, so let them listen. Thank you for being on the air to listen, and uh, and we'll go on into our break for right now, and then uh, when we get back, um, Strong Tower is going to take over for the next couple minutes or so that is left to the show, and we will be right back. It is. It's a new day. When you've made up your mind, 
to move forward in life and you have changed the you know the directions of your life and you don't want no more negative stuff, you know, and you want to be on a path to, to, to bear the seed that the Lord has called you to bear, then you won't be thinking about aborting your destiny. That's for sure. We try to tell you, don't do it because it ain't worth it. We are here, we will just say this much, that your destiny is likened to an unborn baby. Will you abort it or will you have it and nurture it to see it grow and become a glory to God or watch your purpose die through negative talk and negative surroundings? Protect your destiny by choosing life, not death. As Proverbs in the King James Version would say in chapter uh, 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And we'll tell you again, aborting your destiny with God, there ain't nothing on the other end except death. You're going to die and shrivel up. So why die when you can choose life? Don't do it. And we have before us now that's taken over is Strong Tower, my co-host. Strong Tower, Take it from here. Oh, it's good to be back again, as I said earlier, in the presence of such godly men who not only speak, but they walk it. They talk it, and you can feel it. You can feel it all over them. Our home here is blessed by the best. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care where you are. You could be behind bars in a prison cell. You could be in a dungeon. You could be in railroad tracks. I don't care where. As long as you have the love of God in your heart. He will see you through, and don't let that be who you, what makes you who you are. And I, I have a, a question for each one of our ministers today. Pastor Still, who do you equate yourself to in the Bible as a character of the Bible? Who do you feel uh, this uh, soul tied to? Uh, wow, uh, that, that's uh, a very uh, – uh, I would not – dare to uh, equate myself. If I could just be saved okay. and die daily mm-hmm. and do as the Bible says to do, to walk in the Spirit, uh, I, I will count count it all good because, you know, those patriarchs of the Bible, they suffered a great deal. Mm-hmm. And they were the first partakers. And they walked with Christ. Mm-hmm. And they talked with Christ, mm-hmm. they broke bread with Christ. All those men and those women, they truly went through great sorrows, through great trials, through great tribulations. But you know, because they had the, the master there with them, their faith brought them through. And they left us that good news, that word, you know, for God so loved the world right. that he gave his only begotten yeah. son. Mm-hmm. Because of their suffering, because of their blood, their sweat, their tears, their pain and their anguish, we're able today to sit in comfortable places yes. and read and understand the good news of Jesus Christ. And that is for everyone, no matter where you are, as, as Brother Charles has said, whether you're in prison, you're in the hospital, it does not matter if you're in your car, if you're at home. God is love, and God loves each and every one of us. Those were great men and those were great women, yes. and I just thank God for them. Okay. I, I Well, myself, let me just kind of equate to someone. <laughs> I see you as a very wise and very humble man. I see you as a man 
like Moses was, a man who was a leadership who needed those those armor bearers. Those, and I see a couple of your armor bearers here today, and they they're holding your arm up. And and sometimes it takes other people to feel that spirit. And I got chills all over my body right now as I speak on this. I feel this spirit, and that the Lord has blessed you with some young. Armor bearer, someone whose arms are not going to get tired as strong. easily. Yes, yeah, and, and someone it might not have a great number of followers. That great army, but the, the Bible says unless you're able to get down and lap water like a dog, That's you're not right. fit for the kingdom of heaven. That's right. And He has chosen these special ones for you. Mm-hmm. Now I like to ask the other young brother here the same question. Hey, sir. Well, um, I'm brother, Rep, brother, Julius. Yes, sir. Yes, brother Julius. Yes, sir. Uh, alongside with with Pastor Phil, mm-hmm. I, I can't I, I can't equate myself with no no one in the Bible. Okay. Uh, simply because of as, as, as you already said of what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. Uh, because honestly, I can I can attest that we haven't gone through anything mm-hmm. as, as they've gone through mm-hmm. anything. Um, those men and women, uh, they they suffered and they they again as he said they broke bread mm-hmm. and they. They they sat and, and they were healed and they were uh, delivered by that man Jesus and okay. and I, I, again I cannot equate myself uh, with anybody there because again those are the ones who paved the way for us uh, to be saved uh, even though that Christ died for us to be saved uh, they paved the way uh, to show us uh, that there is a God mm-hmm. and show us that. Uh, that, that God is a healer, mm-hmm. that God is a deliverer. Mm-hmm. I will not go when you go back to uh, um, one one of my favorite passages of, of, of scripture is the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I look at that, especially for some of the things that we have gone through. Uh, she was sick for many many years, yeah. and and she went to so many doctors. She went to the oncologist, the oncologist, okay. the, the thyroid, the thyroid doctor, the the uh, urologist, and those people, and, and, and they could not cure her. Um, and, and but the one thing about it is, uh, she pushed through the crowd just to touch the hem uh, of his garment, and, and with her touching the hem of his garment, she was saved. And so and that 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 can be. Uh, I cannot equate myself with no one uh, in the Bible, but it, it's many uh, passages that I can equate life with uh, to know that let me know that I can make it and I can go through and I can. Overcome any obstacle in situation situation with the power of God. Wonderful, wonderful. And now let me ask Brother Richard the same question. Mister Richard, Mike, um, who do I equate myself? Yes, in the Bible. And now um, you have the option of going. But then you could also kind of do your own thing here for a minute. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, I don't have a particular uh, person or character in the Bible that I, I equate myself to, mm-hmm. but I will also mention though, based upon the what's going on in my life or or what struggle I'm going through, I get a lot of encouragement through the people in, in the Bible. Um, and so occasionally if I'm going through a fight, okay, mm-hmm. then I might have to call more like Joshua, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, and 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 to, to go through the event mm-hmm. as a Joshua, would. Okay. okay, okay, or or if I'm I'm going through my 
valley experience. Okay. okay. But I might have to walk through it as Paul would. So you say okay. you're taking on so, the characteristics of, of of different characters. Exactly. You're using the tools that each character may have exemplified in your life. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And so and so that's the way I see it. You know. Wonderful. Um, not because I know I haven't gone through mm-hmm. anything that they have gone through. Okay, but their encouragement has definitely uplifted me and allowed me to continue and to actually move on just a little bit further. So, you know, and so what I'm hearing in this conversation is just like all the parts and the members of our body, each member has its own purpose, but they all work for what? For the glory of God. You got that right. You know, I am, I am really enjoying this. And let me just say, I kind of... I've kind of been equating myself to the prodigal son. That man. You know, before I did my 15 years stint in prison, we were actually, myself and my father, Bishop Henry Mackey, we were actually building the prison. We were actually working on the cell that I wound up in two years later, looking out the window that I sat. And he said, wow, it really be strange if you wound up in this place. And I got chills all over my body now. I see his face. And he's, you know, that's what he was saying earlier. Listen to your elders. Mm-hmm. Intently listen to them. And that, that haunted me for a long time. I'm sitting up in the same cell that my dad said, well, it'd be strange if you wound up. And out of all the cells in the prison, it might have been 500 different cells in there. I know exactly how much that window weighs. It weighs 500 pounds. The bars are, are horizontal. They're five inches in diameter. And, t- and I'm telling you, me and my dad and all the other masons that were there, we knew how to make sure you didn't get out. So I was building my own prison for myself. So I'm, I'm telling everyone out there that if you're building a prison for yourself, don't wound up in a room with no window or no door. Come on, Don't blink. Because when you blink, you will abort. Yeah. And I thank God for this, and we ask all those listening to call in at our call-in number, 347-884-8684. That's 347-884-8684. And at this time, I'm going to turn this part of the show back into the hands of our wonderful host, Sis Lardy McClarty. Yeah. Thank you. Door. Mm-hmm. You ain't trying to go 
ain't doing it, and he said, okay, don't do it then. Don't do it. Someone don't do it. Right. Put him right. off into somewhere where he's smelling, right. where he had to be there right. for smelling and going exactly. through. Uh-huh. You know, how many times we have been in captivity somewhere we don't want to be? Uh-huh. And, and you saying that thing until you come out smelling like what right. you just went right. in yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you, and, you, and you're mad because you got to do it anyway so you can... Wash up and get it off of you. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what the powerful thing so bad. You know, and it took that experience for me to not want to get into another situation where I had to be mad because uh, I'm smelling behind not doing obe- being obedient. So it's better to be obedient than to sacrifice. That's right. So you know, I ain't aborting no seed here. And so when Psalm Tower said what he said, he ain't coming out no door with windows, no nothing. We're going straight up. Okay, straight on up with the Lord. And it's a good thing. This is a good thing. Because whatever God sets his hand to, you know, his to, it's not easy. It's not. Don't think that, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to go. Yeah, praise the Lord. We're going to do it. Uh-huh. It takes time. It really does. It takes time to walk. This walk by faith. It's, it's been a wonderful, uh, a wonderful evening to sit here with the family of the Lord. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And John Tower, yeah. what is your excitement about all my, my excitement before I ask you a question about the aborting your destiny and future, because it's not just to me a radio program today. Right. This is looks like a movement and I want to ask that question after I make this statement. Uh, my mother was at a church while I was incarcerated and uh, I had this little you know, the little Ten Commandments Bible, you know. I wore out the holy Bible. I mean, it was just like it wasn't like it was the back of it, it just wore it out. And she went to a church and this was there. And I know we all believe in prophecy. And as they were, had everybody lined up. But sometimes, you know, you're praying and you wonder if the Lord doesn't hear me because I've been such a bad boy. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been some terrible things. She didn't hear me. And she was in, in, the, in the line and she came up to him and said, the Lord has heard someone's prayers in your family. He's going to cop. that's my son. Because, see, sometimes, you know, your prayers go out, and I'm thinking, I'm, I come from a family of ministers, so I'm expecting the Lord to open me to bars some kind of miraculous way. You know, my daddy was a minister, my mom was a minister, so these, these doors are going to open up. They didn't open up. And she said, that's my son, crying out to the Lord. And as she was turning around, getting ready to walk out, he said, and his name is Charles. That's did something for my faith. Because, you know, you say you believe, and do you really believe that God is with you? Do you really believe he has found faith? The Lord had a hedge around me for 15 years. I didn't see a homosexual act. I didn't see anybody beat up. I communicated with the warden, with the captain. He said, your room shall make a, a, a place for you in the presence of great your gift shall make room for you in the presence of great men. God will equip all of us with gifts to provide for that hedge around us. So I have one question to ask, and you can come in as you choose. 
What is your plan for the future of aborting your destiny? What is going on here? Because this sounds stupid. Come in I'm not going to abort my destiny. Mm-hmm. I am fulfilling it. I am doing what God has appointed me to do. Mm-hmm. And as a pastor, a church, mm-hmm. and to help bring souls to Christ. God loves us, and mm-hmm. he loves each and every one of you. Yeah. If you believe in God tonight, you can be saved. If you call upon him. Amen. Amen. Is, is, there a, is, is, there a, is there a movement here? Is there a, a something going on here? Because it sounds like to me, aborting your destiny is not something that should be. This, I've never heard this before. So the, the, the nation is in such. Yes. Is it it's not just the nation, but we're in the end times. Mm-hmm. This is Bible being fulfilled. The days are going to get worse, mm-hmm. and only through God mm-hmm. will we make it. This is Pastor The race Steele. is not given to the swift, mm-hmm. but to those who endure yes. and hang on. Pastor Steele, what I'm feeling right now, this message in itself needs to be carried further in history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is it a yeah. book coming out? Is it a right? Andre Crouch wrote a song many years ago. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Stand and fight for what you know is right. Amen. God will hear and God will bless. Mm-hmm. Keep the faith. Yes. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Thank you. And you know, if no one else gets this message, I will keep the faith. And I'm sure someone else out there, as a young man called earlier. He seems so encouraged, yeah. and I know others are there because we have a wonderful following, and we appreciate all those who yes, have do. followed us through the years, and it's just getting better and better and better, and we just really thank you for your patience and your understanding. Yeah, and, you know, heard from Lordy Miss Clardy herself, you know, I have to say that this ministry that God has given me from 2008 to start on the radio to be not only localized, but also nationally, and to and to see that we I have, and with help of those that's been with me, have helped for me to see as of this day over eighty one thousand listeners that listen to this broadcast, and I am very very happy and excited about what God has done for me because it has it wasn't easy for me to uh communicate. Not like this. I mean I can communicate with my 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 family, you know, close friends. But now you're talking about communicating where everybody in the world can hear you anywhere. And yeah. when I say everybody in the world, it's over there in uh Venezuela, India. over in India. Uh we got Korean listening to it. They got downloads Thank on the stuff. I mean it's really interesting. But God told me not to write about America. He said, write about you. And I said, that's too much publicity. And he told me, never mind that. That's what I gave you the gift for, to be publicized. It will be done in my glory. I scripted it in you. Now, anything you want to say about that, Say it, because after that was given to me through and by the Spirit of God in my vision, I was being communicated with. It was there that I understood that everything that I am today 
is because of a script. I couldn't even get out of it. So it was in my own, and it, even though it's the will of God, but it was also from me becoming what you would call determined. I had got to the point where I didn't care if the enemy had to take me off the face of this earth. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And sometimes I get tongue twisted and all the rest. But y'all deal with me. I'm, I'm coming along. Just, right. just good. But I ain't bored my destiny. And so when we talk about, that's right. And and so when we say, don't do it, what do we mean by don't do it? Because then the end thereof, whatever God is trying to birth through you, you will never know what can become of it. Because this this broadcast that I do, I don't get no money for. And God has blessed for me to be a feature, and I don't have to pay the prices that those that be paying on the thing to be featured. That's that's God. That is a favor of some. I don't know, but thank you, listeners. Please, this is a call out, a cry out from all of us that have walked and went through trials and tribulations and still are still are determined yes. not to allow the enemy within ourselves, within people, mm-hmm. within the negative forces of the spiritual realm to get yes. in the way of what the Lord has called us to be. Walk by faith in your destiny. Yes. Don't do it, y'all. And that concludes the end of our um, topic for today. We thank you very much for your time and being on the show to listen. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you very much, Minister Julian. Thank you very much, Minister Richard. You know, and and, and truly, these men of God are truly, truly anointed, and I am thankful to have them in my home to speak on this subject about supporting your destiny. Be blessed. We love you, and what's coming up for the 14th, which is tomorrow, and I think that's at 7.30. It's like run your mouth night, (laughs) y'all. It's about run your mouth. It's haters. Hater part three. Are you a hater? Because we have on that show where we're going to be, if anybody has decided to participate, to tell their worst hater story as we come about fear cloaked in secrecy. That's the last. you got to confess this. But for those out there that want to win this prize by ours, ours truly, which is Strong Tower, Chickenfoot Charlie is the pen name, who does art which we were giving to you as a prize, a eight and a half by 11 charcoal portrait for you for confessing your worst haters story that you've ever, ever had done to you or you've done to somebody else so that somebody can learn something and be encouraged that, you know, you're ready for a change. And for that change, we have a prize for you. So don't forget tomorrow at 7.30 on It's Our Business to Tell Your Business, Are You a Hater? Part 3. So come and join us at that time, and we shall be talking about who is the winner then, okay? So everything is good. Everything is blessed. Everything is love. So God is the best. That's right. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Thank you.
I'm going to change your mood just to visit you and because while I change your mood, I have to sort of change my mood, chameleonize myself. That's a crazy word, chameleonize. But I hope you don't go and talk about my father. Do you be? 